0: Jay Leroy. My man, Night Watchman. How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm good. How
0: are you? Not bad. Not bad. You know what? Last week, the All-Star game was, you know, NBA All-Star game. Mm-hmm. And, and Night Watchman, that had to be one of the most disappointing shows I've seen, man. Did you see it?
1: You know, listen, Yeah, you know, every, every year is not going to be a, a, you know, these things go up and they go down. But, you know, basketball <laughs> goes on, you know? And I guess so. The more important use of basketball is how we use it to impact our kids. Is that mm. correct?
0: That is absolutely correct. You know, and but you know what? The folks that we're actually going to bring on uh, tonight, these are folks literally who have uh, seen basketball as the tool to teach and empower our young people. What do you think?
1: Yes. Yeah, so listen, we have got the veterans here. Let's 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 bring them out.
0: All right. You know what? No place, especially uptown in Harlem, would be complete without what? Each one teach one. Can we bring up Bob McCullough and George Ball? Yes. Bring All them right. in. Nice. Yay. Yes, hey, hey. guys. All right. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right.
2: Thank you for having us.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for having us. So, so now, Night Watchman, there's another brother out here. You know what? I've heard stories. I heard that he's a playground legend and whatnot. I hadn't seen it, and now that I have a new hip, I'm not even sure I'm, I'm going to be able to challenge him. You know, but but you got to you got to think about my man Russell Schuler and the Yes Program. Bring him out, absolutely. <laughs> What's thank up, Russ? Invi-
3: thank you for inviting me to join this this team.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and of course, nothing would be complete, and and remember, Night Watchman. This is not Wakanda. This is the BX. Nothing would be complete without this uh, Genesis brother. Nah, nah, yeah. Eric Hicks, game over in the house. What's up, bro? Thank you for having
4: me, man. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here with such uh, great people. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you and, know, and and you know this night watchman, he's showing off. He got the background of the courts that know uh, he built with River Bay Corporation. Yes, so I remember,
1: <laughs> yes, yes.
0: <laughs> Very nice. So gentlemen, uh and 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 George and Bob, uh, you guys are gonna have to kick this off because remember, nineteen sixty seven, each one teach one. Who wants to take that? Talk to me. You wanna do that, Bob McCullough?
2: Well, he he's Uh-oh, speaking, he's... but we can't hear him right now. Okay. Um, All right, but, um, me... I I I'm the younger of the two, so I'll try and tackle it <laughs> for him based on my limited knowledge. He is the reservoir of information when it's concerns each one teach one. Um Bob uh senior and Fred Crawford senior mm-hmm. at the time, both of um, draftees in the National Basketball Association, Bob with the Cincinnati Royals and Fred with the New York Knicks. Um, they had a vision. Uh, this is two years after they established the Rucker Professional Basketball League, which was in wow. 1965. 1965 <clears throat> was also the date they were drafted by Cincinnati and the Knicks. So um, two years later, they come with each one. which was a youth program that uses mm-hmm. sports
5: mm-hmm. as a
2: vehicle to motivate young girls and boys to pursue a higher education and nice. explore various careers. A lot of mm-hmm. people know us from our basketball tournaments and, and games and clinics and so forth, but each one teaches us much more, far much more than that. Um, it was a mentor mentoring and youth development program in which I came up with. Uh-huh. Um, uh, it was my first introductions to people of color, mm-hmm. um, professionals, uh, in the private as well as in the public sectors um lawyers doctors not only athletes um, nice, i got to nice. meet uh, when i was a youth I, I got to meet uh tiny nate he was the first coordinator of the each one teach program wow, tiny nate. wow. Um, and then uh, i got to meet the great uh uh nick legend um Miminger, Dean Miminger. Oh, Dean, who, yes,
0: absolutely, yeah, the dream. Uh-huh.
2: And there as well. So I learned a lot by watching and hanging out with those guys and listening to their stories. Um, being a young individual in Harlem where, you know, you don't know what you want to do, um, these guys was the genesis of me deciding how will I fit, mm-hmm. you know, in the world to be as I grew. So um, it's a, a lot of kudos to them. And the fact that I had a stable family. Um, mm-hmm. My mother and my father were together since they met in high school. Beautiful. They are all products of um, Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> uh, they grew up in a little town called McClendonville. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, being that, you know, I was family oriented, we did everything <laughs> together. We went outside together, we ate together, we watched TV together, and we all went to bed at the same time. <laughs> so that's how I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, so being in a program like Each One Teacher, Uh, It really shaped me and gave me access Uh to information and individuals I could relate to. And that's why I am where I am now. I never thought I would be in education. Let me tell you this. Uh Working in school, I'm I'm a New York City Department of Education employee. Beautiful, I've been such since 1994 Uh to the present day. Um, So I've seen it all happen. I've seen things that work, things that don't work. People who like to work, people that don't like to work. <laughs> um, the work, effort that goes behind doing something, you must care. And we must care about these young people that we entangle ourselves with because, yes. as you know, I, everyone says you for the future, but they're not if you don't supply them with the right information and tools. Yes. Um, yes. So, you know, they can be destructive when their energies are not focused in the correct way. And Programs like each mm-hmm. one the yes program, rubber mm-hmm. average program, they mm-hmm. serve that purpose.
0: Nice, nice, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, do we have your audio? Nope, don't not, not seeing yet. Okay, so you know, I know what? I got, kind of, I got a tangent, you know, Bob McCullough my mentor, so you know, absolutely. I know all of them. <laughs> uh, uh, Bob, is your audio right yet? Say, say. Nope, we can't hear it yet. So you know what? We're gonna slide over to Russell, yes program. Tell us.
3: Yes, youth education through sports, founded in nineteen eighty by myself. Yours truly. <laughs> Purpose of getting student athletes college and career ready. Engaging student athletes pursuing the college experience and careers. That's what we do. Yes. I was I was a part of a, a fantastic experience for those the older older people that know like Bob. I happened to be a participant in each one teach one in nineteen
1: sixty seven. Wow. Oh, so you were in the first uh, uh, first go. go on. I
3: was I was not a part of each one teach one. I was a part of the program, Bob. I was representing the Trotter's Astro teams at Lincoln Projects. We were the first wow. to the premier travel program in the country. So all the all the guys that that uh in my age range and you know, a few younger, ten younger, understood the premier program. So that's what my experience of traveling all around the country. This is preceded what we know now as AAU travel teams. We were ah. early on, so we were we were the best at it. Mm. That experience was eye opening to me. It was, it was ridiculous. It was phenomenal. So most people, whoever is exposed to smallpox right now, is being exposed to the Trotter experience. This is mm-hmm. me going through. But I went through, finishing college, playing—how um, my basketball career ended at at Cal State University. That's when I stopped playing basketball, and, and I think really on the summer pro leagues and pro rucker and other ones. We this is with Mister Couch, uh, with Dykman, for those uh. that don't, know, for those that don't know. Yeah,
0: gotcha, but,
3: gotcha. But but the try to experience was one we at that time, before I was eighteen. Before I was 18, so let's say from 10 to 18, 17, traveled 210 cities to foreign countries. He uh. was doing that. We we did it like no one else did it before. And that experience was so exciting. And the owners of the program were were six years my seniors. So they we were, I was on the team when they were in Richard Raymond Talia Farrell. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh they were in high school when i when i was on the team so they were they were brilliant young brothers Uh and the experience that they gave us was phenomenal is one thing we didn't get not due to their no fault of theirs they couldn't do it all we didn't get the guidance and support that we needed and Uh that was that's what every program every program that existed so i grew up with almost every program citywide. If there was a major program we interacted with, the most prominent program at that time that made an impact to me, get engaged with, with the Trotters was that was called AYA that was held at Teachers College, Columbia University, where that was the premier program for all programs, mm, all you. programs that we would meet there. I think it was 11 weeks, 12 weeks out of the year, where every we spent our day at Teachers College. As an adult, Uh I reflected on that to say I had a rocky road becoming an early administrator because I was really criticizing all the adults that allowed us to grow up and Uh not give us the guidance that we needed. Uh As I got older and as a professional, I realized, I learned and then realized that we lived in time periods, and the time periods where they were bringing, where we was engaged with them, the environmental, political, social, all those things impacted everybody. And of course, the four-letter word race. Ah, uh, okay. So I understood those guys gave us the best that they could give from <coughs> that time, based on buses, all those other circumstances. So when I created youth education through sports, it was for, it was for the purpose of Giving us following my 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 college crew and seeing how many of our generation went in and didn't come out safely because of <coughs> across the country. I grew up across the country, so those are guys mm-hmm. I was seeing as a as, as we were finishing high school, entering college, going through college, and many were challenged because uh-huh. we didn't get the guy. Chicago, Los Angeles, Atlanta, Dallas. Name it. I was going all that. Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Philadelphia, Boston. Got my butt kicked in 1967 in Boston. It's still scared <laughs> to death. Of, <laughs> we, we, all through the South, we were doing things. Um, I mean, the experiences we had. I mean, I was—we we experienced the riots in Los Angeles, the, the burnout in Washington, D.C. We were... Historically, in, in 1968, we experienced the rise of the Democratic National Convention. We were there. <clears throat> it's historical things. Right. Nice. the airport in Miami. I was sick walking to a drugstore from the Miami International Hotel, and the, car, and the police cars came up with the dogs. I mean, <laughs> So these are things like I'm young. These are yes. things that you know. But anyway, today, to fast forward, it's called Smartball. We branded. I'm partnering with Teachers College, Columbia University, the College Board, and the NCAA. So what we have is a model program that provides student education and personal development. Purpose, mm-hmm. again, is like the mission, to help, help get student-athletes in need, college and career ready, engaging student-athletes, pursuing the college experience and careers. That's what we do. Nice, nice. This in, a, in a phenomenal way.
0: Beautiful, That's
3: beautiful. A, so, uh, Russell, over
1: forty-three years, how many kids would you say have come through? Uh, yes, do you even know? I, I don't
3: like. I don't. I don't. I. I can't. I can't. Die. I can't be factual with that because I. I went through. We went through three lives. I thousands. I know that thousands. Let's
5: yeah. say thousands,
3: okay. right? Because. Because we went through the period from my first life was from 1980 to like 1987. And that's when Dr. Donald Stewart partnered with us with the president of the college board. From 1987, I went through a three year development period with them, with the college board. So the programs that we, in the beginning, they were at one, they were, we launched our programs at Power Memorial, Mm -hmm. graduated to, City College and then bounce back down to FIT. All mm-hmm. that major games, we have invitational tournaments that were invitational basketball tournaments that were preceded by what we call early awareness workshops. So, all the community based organizations that were involved, which were around 90 over a four year period, mm-hmm. were, were invited to participate in invitational tournaments provided that they identified their student athletes. At four different age groups: biddies, midgets, juniors, seniors, and girls, including the girls. And then we would hold like six workshops over a period of time. And culminating, the culminating activity was the invitation to the tournament. We did that. Nice. Getting getting funding. It was my investment. You know my you know personal investment in the organization and a, a partner at the time to to do the program. And I, I knew I was, I, I'm not a not-for-profit guy. I never understood that, but that's the category for <laughs> you
5: know,
3: I preceded what social enterprise was. I didn't understand, you know, begging. You know, <laughs> kind of,
5: you know, so in
3: 1987, and we got to share this with other people because other people on this show as well. So from 87 to 1991, we developed our own hamburger which is SAT prep when partnership now with the college board. So now we partner with the, the New York City department of education and had it opened up for free for 19, what did I, what did I just say? 1991, 92, working with Tommy Hemans, a, a executive director of the PSAL to <clears throat> 2005, 2005, I have reinvented ourselves again. And I included small board. But now we're in partnership with, with teachers, college, Columbia university, who's, who's, who were commissioned by the college board to develop Yes's own curriculum, curriculum materials that we would own. I'm being entrepreneurial, the college board did not allow Yes to influence them to what we call dumb down the SAT. I would tell Dr. Stewart, the young people that I'm engaging, the program is engaging out of the public schools and parochial schools, Cannot take a broad jump from the street to the tenth floor. They have to take incremental steps for them to get to that level. So they understood it. They understood. Dr. Peter Negroni, the senior vice president, says, "Russ, we are never going to give you the acorn to, <laughs> to, to dumb it down. We're going to have you have your own. And that's when we partner get the deal with us to be a partner with teachers, college, and we have our own curriculum." So in 2005, we created Smartball with the Institute of Urban and Minority Education at Teachers College, Penn University, with Dr. Edmund Gore, the historical the, grand, the Godfather, grandfather of supplemental education. So from that point on, we made the program where, based on past experiences in the in the years in the earlier years, we were taking on all student athletes, boys, girls, <coughs> sports.
5: We to
3: eventually go major sports but right now we're focusing on student athletes the, the strategy our strategic approach to it is because when we read in the papers we read all that we, we hear about the guys who were most likely to succeed that didn't succeed and it was based academically based why right? it didn't succeed so we are we have now got it down to a science where we have identified schools by invitation only who are committed to an academic program our academic program, because we are education-based sports program, not the reverse. And sports is only happening a couple of weeks out of the, of the year, but it doesn't seem like that.
0: Okay, gentlemen. Now, uh, thank you for that, Russell. Now, what we're yeah. going to do, we're not yet necessarily going to do our lightning round. Now, I already know, of course, the bingo long traveling all-stars, and that's what you were. But, uh, Eric, yes, 30 sir. years, game over. What the heck were you thinking? Do tell.
4: Man, I was crazy. But let me just <laughs> say this. Uh, one of the reasons why I was excited about doing this uh, broadcast with you is because of the other people you have on the panel. I've ah. and, and and have stood on the shoulders of great men, and these are two of them. And, and uh, George, I'm just meeting you today, but I've seen you around. But mm-hmm. Russell Schuler has been. I read Russell probably back in year 27 of Game Over, uh, well, year three, actually, And um, he was an inspiration, and he was an inspiration because of his
0: attitude
4: and approach. And he said something just now.
0: Well, well, back up for a second now. Uh, You tell me back in the day, so the the legends and stories about him are true?
4: Well, I don't know about him as a player. I know about (laughs) about him as a man. And he said something (laughs) just now uh, when he was talking about um, having to be a nonprofit organization. Didn't like that term but uh, because he doesn't believe in begging. And basically that is the foundation of Game Over. Uh, Game Over was a a company created with a philosophy and with the dream of starting a movement of, we see all of our young black athletes on the fields and on the courts and things like that. But as I got into the business and I got into that world, I didn't see anybody in in uh, in the executive positions. Uh, back Mm -hmm. then. Anybody in the upstairs, upper level uh, positions. And I vowed that that game was going to be over. You know, even like sneaker companies and apparel companies, who knows better than what a basketball player would like to wear than the people that are out there playing it. But if we just concentrate, we only teach our kids about what we do on the court or how they should do on the court, they're missing the fact that there's tremendous business going on around these Mm -hmm. um, institutions and I just kind of had had it. And um, so I started in the apparel business 30 years ago, making t-shirts and shorts and, um, you know, tried to get help from this one and that one and then realize it ain't nobody gonna help you, man. You're gonna have to do it. (laughs) So we went out the the street ball uh, way where we started outfitting all the street ball tournaments, you name them, we've had some kind of presence in there uh, with our apparel in the beginning, no matter how much someone would say um, their stuff cost. I would beat it by 50 cents or a dollar just to get that recognition out there, just to uh, basically kind of a guerrilla marketing kind of thing where we became popular uh, in the streets. And and, and just to go back a little bit, it was always, um, when I think about once again, what Russell talked about, and I'm sure what Bob would have talked about, the times that we had, uh, that we were coming up in. I mean, I, I was a kid of the 60s, and never seeing um, black representation in a lot of different ways. We talk about sports, but I never saw a black policeman. I never saw a a black fireman, very few even now. And um, these are the influences. I mean, you know, we turned on the TV, we saw in black and white, you know, uh, German Shepherds and police swinging baseball bats and things like that. Then we fast forward to uh, a time when I can actually uh, have an impact Certain things had to change. I mean, as game over, we created a trophy with a black man on it as the symbol Mm -hmm. I felt was very important. I think that visualization and exposure, I heard George talk about the vision. I think the one thing we all have in common here is vision. We had a, a vision of where things should move and where we could take a sport and move our people by sports. We knew, uh, we know we can capture our kids' minds with basketball. And every kid wants to be an NBA player. You know, everybody's going to play uh, in the NBA. But we know, going through the process, that the, the statistics says that that's not going to happen. And young man or young lady, you're going to have to find another way to survive in this world, on this planet, and thrive with some of the things that you have to deal with, whether it's uh, skin color, or where you're from or whatever, you're gonna have to deal with certain things. And my business morphed into a situation from apparel to actually seeing that we can influence kids, not only by them seeing a black man owning a company that you could go into Foot Locker, Models, Dr. J's and actually buy stuff and they needed to see that, but also by using the principle of sports to teach success like it, it takes a lot especially in new york city to become successful in basketball and everybody's success oh, yeah. is different but it's the, it's those principles of success that can be applied to anything i always say to people 30 years ago when i was still playing in tournaments and this that and the other and i was already in my 30s but and i, and I had challenges where if i had a game and i had to take care of business i had another business before game over there was a uh, a fight, an internal struggle. Man, I got a game, but I got to do this business. I, I, when I found something that I was as passionate about as basketball, life was going to get really, really good for me if it was something that could actually make money. And what people don't understand is that in the business, when you become an entrepreneur, you got to make money. You got to make money because we, al- we allow other people to make money off of us, but we get kind of funny. Oh, he should be doing this for free. He should be doing- no, no. There are businesses behind these sports that are making millions of dollars. And what they do from, and I'll I'll get long-winded, so I'm going to cut it off in a minute. What they do is they cherry pick. They'll come in and they'll pick the greatest athletes and they'll take them out to Texas, take them out to North Carolina, and sometimes we never see them again. And I always used to say, for every kid you take to play on your basketball team, North Carolina, Duke or whatever, you should take 10 other kids that qualify academically from that same school or from that same neighborhood. Let's raise an entire community. Don't just come in and and cherry pick. And Mm -hmm. nowadays we know, and I'll end on this part. Nowadays, we know that a college degree is not enough. It's not enough to say Mm -hmm. I need a college degree. We got a whole lot of kids with college degrees that can't use them in the things that they went to school for. Why? Because their uncles don't own the companies. Your father doesn't know somebody. They can't make the phone call. They're not connected. Well, now with game over, I'm proud to say people are connected. The proudest thing that I can say about this company is that we write checks and pay people that they, so they can feed their families, so they can pay their rent, and they see somebody who looks like them or could be their relative or whatever signing that check, mm-hmm. and they don't have to come and bow and beg and scrape and dumb down or change the way they look or change their appearance or as a black man, not be, have, not be threatening in your look. You, can come mm-hmm. you. you might look like my cousin, or you might look like whatever. But I'm used to that and I'm familiar with that. So you're going to get the job based on who you are and how you perform. Mm. That's the biggest thing. It's the economics. It's the business of sports that we try to teach with our kids.
0: Love it. Love it. As you say, Eric, the content of your character. Totally. absolutely, Love it. Love absolutely. it. And, and, and George, certainly and whatnot with uh, each one, teach one. uh, Now, did you also have that same type of experience with Russell in terms of having a real, real all-star troop traveling around the city or beyond to uh, do things to tell?
2: Yes, yes, we did. Um, Actually, it's from my playing days. Uh, McCullough, along with uh, the staff, uh, brigadier staff, by the way, um, all knowledgeable in the game, all had jobs, civil Mm. jobs, you know, some of them were park recreation people. You know, some of them had to go punch that nine to five. It, I, it, it, it gave us an attitude that you couldn't make it and do things well. But as for the traveling part, you know, I got denied. Let me tell you a story. I got denied the ability to travel one year because I walked out of an All-Star game and Mr. McCullough saw a fit to punish me and said, man, you can't travel for this team came and pulled me off the court. You gotta up on <laughs> <island>. <laughs> so that was a learning experience for me about keeping your emotions in check. You understand? And not being so uh, hot-headed. Um, when people are doing things for you, to nurture you and so forth, a lot of times when you're young, you're not aware of that. You haven't experienced that. And you're going through those different types of situations To learn that, that's probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me. But, yeah, we traveled. We went out to Boston, Philadelphia. We also established uh, a friendly rivalry with Philadelphia we used to do. Um, Also, a team of high school students we used to take to North Philadelphia. And then they would come and play us. So it was a home at home. Um, And we did that for many years until the uh, organizer that we were a part of in North Philly passed away, unfortunately. Um. So, yeah, when we went to Boston and now we're doing those type things again. So basketball is a sport where, man, they always say sports reflect life lessons, and that's true. And basketball is one of those sports that you need to work together. You also need to strengthen your individual skills. Uh, it forces you to be able to communicate with one another. Uh, and show appreciation for the effort that you put forth, which is Phil's pride. Um, that pride turns into your character. Um, and you always remember the, 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 the road that you travel to get proficient in any type of area. And, not, and so this very day, man, it's, it's really like, it's the process of doing and not the fact that you did it that really resonates,
0: you know. Uh, uh, and yeah, um, no no I, i'm I'm, he- I'm hearing you and, uh, and i'm uh, now thinking about russell and, and and his thing in terms of let's, with yes now hearing george now had you had an instance where you've had a young person with tremendous talent but yet their their head is not right and you've had to actually <laughs> pull them to the side and say hey give them the the what for
3: Yes, that's, that's that's going to be most of them. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say I will. I I I I wouldn't say most. I usually say significant number. It's a significant number of them, but it's it's because we live in a world now where, I think everybody on this on this call, could remember, the colleges and universities that, our young people are attending now are being pursued at that were almost non-existent years ago. So when we talk about the CIAA in historically black colleges, in my generation, that's all we knew. The other one were fantasy schools, Notre Dame, UCLA. Even when I was thinking about going to major colleges, I tell young people, when I was coming out of high school, I wanted to go to three colleges. They were my major, major colleges. They're not the colleges that you see today. And it was Boston College, Pittsburgh, and Syracuse. They were not; they were not major schools. Those are small schools. Those are mid majors, if that at best at that time. And the other school, like UCLA, dominated the whole thing. But so I
0: was, so so literally, Russell. This is all before the Big East, huh? Oh yeah.
3: Yes, all way before the Big East. So all those kind of stuff. So so what i'm saying you asked a question about our kids our young people today have an opp- have opportunities that are beyond the imagination that are real the most critical situation our young people are faced with who's in their middle ear and usually the people in their middle ear on one side would be who's going to benefit from them and then the other people who are in the in their ear Are the closest people to them, family, coaches, and friends who in their honoring them for their athletic prowess want to see the person achieve that level but are giving them ill advice, wrong advice on how to proceed or they could get a lot better advice. So I have to, I know all the student, the star student athletes that are participating and the stage with, I don't know any kid, student athlete per se, personally, I know their name. So when Bob Ponce, I know Bob Ponce, All-American and Curtis Archer and all, all your guys, I know your names. I don't know what you look like. I don't know who you are. So when I get to meet you and you, and it winds up being, you're the guys I'm gonna be meeting, saying so like, check this out, young guy, that's not happening here. So when people say, you know who you talking to, Mr. Shuler? Yes, like I put out a kid that was a superstar at Boys and Girls High School. We were doing a conference at what's that, Baruch College, a major conference, and he was interrupting my speaking to them. I told the young guy, if you interrupt me one more time, you're getting out of here. I threw him out. The kids came to me and said, Mr. Shuler, you know who you threw out? I said, damn right, I do. I can go show you the guy I put out. <laughs> I don't know, but he to make making all city. Went to a major university in a state, not the name, because I want you to know who he is. And he wind up not doing well at that school and wind up back in New York City, a major, he was at a major college in, in, in Texas, a two-year school in Texas, because he, he was, he, he was, Recruited for a major, major D1 school. Did not academically qualify. Went to a two-year school in a a major state. And wind up back here in New York City two years later at a city university. And I don't know when he went into the the craft, but he was a major, major player. And the Uh the college that recruited him fought for him. And he was Uh one of our guys. But his attitude at that time when I saw him as a, an adult later, later on, he thanked me and he said, I wish I would have taken him personally under my wing because he, was, wow. he, he wasn't getting it anywhere else.
0: Mm-mm, mm. So, yeah. so uh, Eric, what I'm hearing there from uh, Russell in terms of, let's say, it's not just b-ball, <laughs> of course, mm-hmm. it's, it's character. So yeah. with with your particular program is that one of the o- other things that you uh, nurture, the attitude, the character of, of the young person that you're working with? A- absolutely. I mean, you know,
4: at the Brooklyn Sty Dome, people say sky, but it's sty for bed Brooklyn. Um, people, the, the kids know they come in there. You got to shake hands. You got to say good morning. Everybody's, you know, there's a smile when you leave the building. We don't allow anybody to leave with a negative attitude, no matter how they played on the court. You can't leave there uh, feeling defeated when people walk out of my building. And we say this every week, every Saturday morning, and also at Truman High School, we're there every Saturday morning in the Bronx. I want my kids to think that they can go out and conquer the world. I'm uh. not going be, to beat you up for missing a layup. Come on, man. If I'm not going to beat you up for getting a math problem wrong or getting a spelling problem wrong and not having good grades, I'm going to beat you up for missing a layup moment <laughs> you know, every step of this journey and one thing I have to say again about Russell Schuler, he's the same guy that I met 30 years ago or whatever and then ran into again another five years consistency and consistency no. is important in sports it's an and it's important in life and yeah. and we teach that you know um the life lessons in basketball Curtis you know how we grew up we grew up in a place called Co-op City, which is 35 buildings. But when we were there, there were two or three buildings. It was still That's right. Country. That's right. There was no basketball <laughs> culture. My basketball <laughs> hero was you. You were two years uh, old. You were my hero. <laughs> you're, the, you're the first guy who I knew were <laughs> a college, more
0: <laughs> more like college
4: So we didn't know anything about Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. We had no culture. We were in the parks. We were self-taught.
0: Yes. Me you know, to wind true. up
4: at St. Bonaventure University, which is a whole nother story because I had never even heard of the school till six months before I was going there. It mm-hmm. was like I went from playing in section one of co-op city on building four courts, and you know what I'm saying, <laughs> in front of 15 yeah. people lined up next, or 15 people on the court playing 21 yeah. to standing in the middle of a, a an arena that's that six seven thousand people yelling and screaming mm-hmm. your name. Wow, you know, and it was yes. a didn't happen immediately and getting cut from Truman High School. But the mm. reason why I tell this story is not to talk about the basketball history, it's mm. to talk about the roadmap that was set in life. When I got cut from Truman High School and I walk into foot locker 40 years later, and I see and one Nike, Reebok or whatever, and I don't see game over, I'm getting cut. Like, oh, what are you gonna do about it? Yeah. You're gonna do what it takes to rise to that Division One level, or to rise to those shelves in those stores, or you're gonna cry about it. Yeah, now, these are the steps that you learn through basketball and the skills. And us as adults have to understand that these skills are transferable. Sports yeah. marathon. Your basketball career doesn't end at yeah. thirty. The Things you learned at basketball go on into your sixties and seventies and beyond. And the final thing I'll say, even on that as we get older and we have health challenges and people oh. stories and things like that. Yeah. And, and about the rehabilitation they got to go through. That's yeah. the first thing I say is, was he, was he or she an athlete? They say, yes, he going to be all right. They know what it's like <laughs> to recover from injuries. They know the process. They know how to do these things. They're going to be all right. A person who's not an athlete say mm. they may have some challenges cause they don't know what it's like to get injured and have yes. to do a rehabilitation process in order to get back to where you were. That's taught through sports. But we as the adults have to make sure that we're teaching that and not just, you got to make the layup, you got to make the shot. Uh, come on, that's all job at the end of the day. Because 99% of you are going to have to get jobs.
0: Yes. Yes.
4: In the world, get your education. But when the smoke starts to settle down, when you hit 35, 40 years old, you're going to have to get jobs or start a business.
0: Yes.
5: And admit,
4: you
0: know that you can be successful at both or either beautiful beautiful and you know what uh ladies and gentlemen you you've heard his name we haven't been able to hear his voice uh Bob McCullough can we can we hear you yet or what we still have some technical stuff I, I need them to see your face go ahead Bob uh not yet okay
3: but I would like to make some comments about Bob
0: okay go, go ahead Russell. Right,
3: so, so Bob Bob was also he, he, he's, a, he's a character we all know that <laughs> and I, and I'm saying he's a, he's a he was a good character for me and and when I entered this when I made the transition from but we what we were saying when I made this transition what Eric was saying is a time when you say damn I got a game or I got to do my business cuz I started yes I was still playing I was still playing I was gotcha. still playing so I was like I was playing for Mr. Couch I'm playing what, what was then was, was the, the best team in the city.
5: Mm-hmm. So,
3: you know, summer pro league. So I couldn't, I had to think about, am I going to practice?
5: Like somebody else
3: said, am I going to practice? <laughs> 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 Although I got, I got things I got to do. so the eight, one, one outweighed the others. Like, you know, the last time I was on that summer pro league team up at city college, I was like, you know what? I can't do this again. Cause, I Knew I had to go home and I got to read, I got to write, I got to do all those types of things. Mm-hmm. But, but, but Bob McCullum, when I made that transition, he I, I, I really, um, really appreciate him from each one, teach one, and Bob Williams from Sports Foundation. Those are two guys that grabbed me, pissed me off every time I used to speak to them because they were like, but I didn't know they was giving me guidance at the time,
5: mm-hmm. they were staring
3: at me like this is how we do this, Russ. I mean, see, many of y'all. Eric knew me. He was two years removed before I was I had some polish on me. (laughs) All right. So now Robin knew me rough. I mean, it's like I didn't even care. Old guys not know what they're doing. Guys let tripped us up, did whatever. So they're like, Russ, calm down. Wow. They they were guiding me. They were guiding me. And they were patient with me, you know. And when you find out when you're an adult, when when you find out when you're actually in charge, and people have to ask you for permission. Mm. Mm. And I yeah. felt like, damn, I, I when I say no, everybody says, Wow, you know, they can't do anything. I felt mm. wow, that's like a magic wand. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it can't
3: be done. So this is what it was. They were guiding me, they they nurtured me that way. Then I had those high-power people that's on my board that was. In the background, like Bruce Wright, the board chair, and Percy Sutton, and other guys, really grooming me. Guys at Gil Noble, all those other dudes. That like Russ, you know what you're doing. You're doing something phenomenal. I'm like, yeah, wow. So I was being coached by a lot, but Bob took it another level, community level. He even helped. He's essential for even the park that at Abe Lincoln. He made sure I joined the community board. What? I ain't going those damn meetings like you.
0: See, you, you see, you see, Bob McCullough, what you did, what you no, started here.
3: done that, and he, and he continues yes. today, still today. He does, you know, he, that's right. He, he pulls my coat tail, he reminds me of things, he's encouraging <laughs> certain ways. Bob Williams was the same way. I mean, and there are guys that actually, the older dudes, and I saw them. Like, I Bob and I talked recently. I knew Bob as, when he was 25. Mm. I knew Whoa. Bob the kind of guy like you got to stay out of his way because he's like I'll knock you out. Because I'm like, as a kid, <laughs> no, you, you got to see him in 1967. You know, he's playing, you know, Freddie Crawford. I know all those guys, um, Bruce Spraggins, all the legendary oh, yes. guys, Bobby yes. Hunter, uh, you yeah, know, Butch Purcell, all those, oh, guys. Man. I
0: mean, all oh man, all the
3: legendary guys I grew yeah. up with, and I was playing against them. Yes. So it wasn't like when I was younger, I was playing against them. So, mm-hmm. like I said, so a lot to Bob's credit, a lot of his kids, my brothers were in his program, directly mm-hmm. in his program, and, mm-hmm. and like I said, this is he, he's, he's a character. I'm saying that in the <laughs> positive. <laughs> <He's a>
0: positive. <laughs> <Right>? Absolutely. <laughs> oh,
3: like I said, we've been teasing him, uh, Bob. I'm let. I found out Bob only dunked one time. That's why he can't – he only dunk one time. He only dunked one time. <laughs> he dunked one
5: time.
0: <laughs> well, but
3: He got exposed. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Absolutely. And, and you know what, uh, uh, Night Watchman? Uh, oh, we just lost, I guess, George. But I, I guess he'll come back. So.
3: But, but let me talk about Eric. give gives me confidence. I I, I I, admire Eric. Eric started <laughs> game over. Yep. He's been he, he had some major breakthroughs, and I used to encourage him as well. <laughs> Whatever people say, you just don't stop. If they're telling you to stop, that means you you onto something. Appreciate and he's been, he's been able to go through doors, working with the God. And I'm saying, like I said, Eric, if anything, do what I do. If you look out for anybody, look out for the envy and the jealous. <laughs> you
5: gotta you gotta, <laughs> figure, you gotta
3: figure that out because
5: you're doing it.
3: And every and every year you survive, that's it. That was it. So it was it's the mutual admiration. Me, like I said, I usually don't talk too much about people. I don't talk about anybody negatively, not mm-hmm. at all, because everybody's in their own silo and they've gone through their own circumstance and have their own experiences. Mm-hmm. I've got—I've come to work with George Ball forever. It seems like now, and when uh, I went to yeah. celebrate his birthday party, I'm like, damn damn you that old that
5: quick <laughs> yeah <laughs> not, a, a, and, and, what does that mean to for realize, you? To realize <laughs>
3: the, the many years i have on i'm like wow
5: <clears throat>
3: well anyway yeah. this, this is good even even you curtis to find out that that you were a one-time uh
5: a major uh, basketball
0: player. I would not say major. I would not you know. say major. And, and I would say that, that, that Eric definitely crystallized St. Bonaventure, because the only person I knew there was Bob Lanier, and, <laughs> and so when he came on the scene, I said, "Oh, okay, okay." Eric got some stuff going no, on. No, here.
3: Freddie Crawford bought that to ri- Freddie Crawford. Freddie Fred Crawford. That to uh, many times, that's right. yes, that's right. Freddie. Freddie Crawford made St. Bonaventure real.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Right. And, and, and you know what? Uh, so, George, do tell me, do you have on some h uh, one teach one swag? Is that the the, uh, the jacket or what? What you working with? Uh-oh, uh, we lost. We lost. I scared him. I scared him off, see? <laughs> <That's it>. <laughs> <laughs> see, now, Eric, you got to let me know in terms of your swag. What do you, what, uh, do you have? Uh, let, Look, let's let's see. It. Oh, let's see. Wrong side. Game over, baby. Oh, Okay, uh, okay. It's game over. All right. Uh, 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 as a matter of fact, so Night Watchmen, make sure that you're going to put- Hey, guys, do you hear me? Yeah,
2: now we can hear you, George, for sure. Okay, and, listen, uh, and, uh, I was, I'm was i sorry about that, uh, Russ. I was on the phone with Bob. He had called over. He wanted me to relay a message to you, and um am Eric, um, Russ. He said that, number one, he's nominating you for the Harlem Hall of Fame for 2024, uh, Russell. Uh, and Eric, uh, he wanted me to remind you that some years ago, you donated the championship trophies to each one t whoa and he wanted to thank you for that
4: it was an honor it definitely was an honor and yeah. um you know I talked a lot about uh Russell but about the name Bob McCullough and my interactions with him over the years have been nothing but positive and it was an honor to donate those trophies
0: yeah. yes yes as a matter of fact uh I do know unless something has changed and what you told me uh George is that we have a birthday for a bob happening this Saturday is that correct? <laughs>
2: That's correct. We're Let's going to go, be yeah. at the Scan Harbor Alpha Beacon Community Center at Junior High School 45, which is located on East 120th Street between First and Second Avenues. It's a lot of the older guys like yourself. I mean, a lot of the oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> let,
5: let me take that back.
2: Really okay. A lot of experienced guys like yourselves <laughs> refer to it as the Wagner Center.
5: Yeah.
2: Okay. So we'll be there um this Saturday um, celebrating Bob as part of our Black History Month, Dr. Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. All-Star Weekend. We have uh, six All-Star Games um, set up for different nice. age groups, boys and girls, um, old timers, as well as the legends. So um, the difference gotcha. between old timers and legends, the old timers are 60 plus.
0: Oh. All right. So, and the legends are so George, you're telling me that pro, you know,
2: guys are still playing.
0: So George, yeah. you're telling me that I finally do qualify, huh? At sixty yes, plus. Yes, you qualify, but I would
2: <laughs> these guys they just
0: play every day. So they're they're very oh, mobile. fool oh. you them guys are playing. Oh, you yeah. see? Yeah. So, I got a whole gym full of them, man, and they play. Wow, yep. yeah. wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, now, well, uh, Eric, are you still
4: playing? I played two days ago, and I barely could get out of bed. You know how when the young guys talk so much stuff and your brain starts <laughs> telling you you can do things, and say, I can't do it, man. I can Now, <laughs> uh, now, now
0: what, what, what about you, Russ? I, you, I, you don't, still,
3: I don't mess around.
0: That don't mess around. Not at all. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, George, you, you playing any ball? Oh, I still could do a little something. I shouldn't be
2: out there and play without feeling the effects. <laughs> <laughs> nice,
0: nice, nice. All yeah, right. Over. Well, 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 of course, gentlemen, we are in 2023. So I need to know in terms of some upcoming things for your programs. I'll start off. Uh, George, what you got cooking? Tell me.
2: Well, you know, as I just mentioned, we got um, was popping off on Saturday. But okay. this summer we'll be starting our Each One Teach One Summer League up at nice. uh, Rucker Park mm-hmm. um, June 1st.
0: Beautiful. June and 1st. And that
2: will so. run the course all the way to the end of August. At the same time, we will be uh, also performing basketball, free fundamental basketball clinics for boys and girls at okay. two of our other sites, um, Each One Teach One Park, over on the east side is Whack Park and ah, also Courtney Calendar Park.
0: Beautiful, and beautiful. During okay. the week. Great, great. Okay. Uh, Russell, do tell. Yeah. In terms of upcoming this calendar, what do you what do you have uh, yeah, in store for, for the young people? Do
3: tell. For for the public, it, it'll be the Smart Ball Classic. But remember, the Smart Ball is actually run nine months during the school year where that's invisible the actual essence of our program with sat prep regents prep and all those other types of stuff with the school but for the public it'll be a small classic in the summer which last year we introduced our middle school student middle school program as well as the high school hopefully we are trying to develop it where we have a, a bigger more comprehensive girls participation we're bringing them back this year and then when they're not performing, it's not as a result of us not reaching out. It's them not being able to deliver. And, and yeah, smart ball is it's going to be in, eventually, five sports. Boys and girls basketball, boys and girls um, soccer, boys mm-hmm. and girls baseball and softball, track and field. And it's going to be boys alone football. Oh, Okay. Unless, unless the sur- resurgence of we have it, we've had it mapped out. Flag football for girls. want mm, okay. see. So this year we're going to try to within the plans to. We're trying to develop soccer for this year It'll be small ball soccer. Nice. In nice. addition to basketball. So that's on that's the on our drawing board. We're working at it now, trying to see how that can come. And we we're working with schools. We our, our thing is working with student athletes who are already in school aspiring to go to those levels, participating on their varsity teams, and so we have them. everything is under one roof, principal, guidance counselor, athletic director, parent coordinators, coaches, Everybody's together right there, so on under one thing. So that's right. how we do it that way, and we have the most competitive schools because we're, we're working toward, like I was beginning to say with Smartball, the student-athletes that we're engaging now are, are all they have to do is be academically eligible, and they're likely to take care. They'll be able to accept the scholarship opportunities that come before them. That's what we do.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. And uh, Eric, do tell, what's in store for Game Over and, uh, the, as you say, the Sty Dome? The Sty Dome.
4: Well, at the Sty Dome and Co-op City, uh, this past summer, we launched something called Buckets and Bites. Mm-hmm. And Buckets and Bytes is a program where Bytes, well, Buckets obviously basketball and Bytes, mm-hmm. um, computer language and computer coding. We, ah. teach, uh basketball and computer computer coding. So one of the actual stations that we set up is a computer coding lesson. So you mm-hmm. participate in the basketball, but you have to participate in the computer coding, which is the Bytes part of the program. We also started Buckets and Beats, which is the same mm-hmm. thing as digital music production. Mm-hmm. So we. we See, we need a kids we want our kids to learn about the things that go behind going behind the scenes and then we have buckets and bots where we take Whoa. products wow. wow funded by anybody i paid for every computer and you know all of that and we're starting to figure out that whole 501c3 which we're a new 501c3 but the emphasis is on, like, for instance, and we all can tell the story about the kids in front of the video games playing, 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 or hear them talking about video games and the fantastic things they're doing in basketball. And you turn around and look, you like, the kid can't even play. What is he talking about? He's talking <laughs> about <the> UK. <laughs> so we like to tell kids don't play video games anymore. But that ship has sailed. That we're yes. not going to stop that technology yeah. ship. So That's- what we're trying to teach them is. How do you create video games? What is the business behind video games? What is the business behind music production and robotics and artificial intelligence? You're liable to come to a game over basketball camp and get an Oculus slapped on your head and take it into the metaverse. we have seven stores. There's seven game over stores in the metaverse right now that actually do business. Our kids need to know about that. And uh, so we try to introduce them to these things and hopefully everything that they do just like every other gentleman on this call we give them the seed. We give them the exposure, and they take it to the next level. And that's what we try to do: exposure. Wow!
0: Wow! See, great, great. Yeah, this, this is the type type of stuff of what uh, that I did was not privy to that I did not have. So, so Bob McCullough, where were you when I needed you? <laughs> I was I was in the BX and I did not have a, my Bob McCullough. We needed that. <laughs> so 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 yeah, we, so, we George, were a
5: vacuum. We had a vacuum.
0: Absolutely. So so George, you tell me. I mean, so are you still with the uh, DOE? You still there, man?
2: Yes, yes. Um, I'm currently the athletic director at Urban Assembly School for Global oh, yes. Commerce. Yes. Um, yes. I'm also the assistant dean and boys varsity basketball coach.
0: Wow. Wow, okay, so as you say the the, the teaching never stops, never stops and uh, what I was uh asking before is that each one teach one swag that you're wearing?
2: oh, oh always always
0: always okay. let, 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 let me see the back what you got on the back there Well I took the jacket one off uh, the oh, back. Okay. Yeah. yeah baby okay <laughs> yes it, yes indeed yes indeed well hold it uh Russell. You ain't got no swag. What's going on,
5: man?
3: Nah, no, I, 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 we do it quietly. That's that's <laughs> in development. I have to develop a whole program me. for everybody. Got
5: you. Me.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, oh, did I, did I hear some, uh some secret branding, some deals being made? <laughs> definitely. definitely, <laughs> listen, definitely that's my God, yeah, anything he, he was. I got.
1: Listen, with Russell, the swag is SAT scores. How about that?
4: Yeah.
0: Oh, oh <laughs> the oh, ultimate swag. How about that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Okay. So that's where he's laying down the gauntlet. Okay. That'll I got see. you. I got
1: you. So think about this. How many people you know? So, Russell started, yes, in 1980. How many people you know at the same job since in 1980?
0: <laughs> I don't know
1: anyone other than Russell. <laughs> so, so, so I, I think we got to put him in some kind of hall of fame just for that. <laughs> well,
0: well, well, gentlemen. Uh, We're going to be wrapping up uh, shortly, so what I need to know, if young people, parents, or whoever need to get in touch with you about the program, how can they do that? Let's start off. George, how do they do this?
2: Oh, well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can go to our website. Um, It's therealteachone.com. That's T-H-E-E-A-C-H-O-N-E-T-E-A-C-H-O-N-E dot com. Beautiful. Uh, and you also can reach out to us uh, by the number 347 928 9730. That's 347 928 9730. You can also send us an email at mm-hmm. the real each one teach one at gmail.com. Uh, mm-hmm. You can reach uh, us on our Facebook, uh, wow. the National Association of Each One Teach One, nice. as well as LinkedIn, as well as Twitter. Um, as well as Instagram.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. See, see, see Night Watchman, he's got a lockdown in terms of technology using that. That's a tool, baby. A tool. Yeah,
3: absolutely.
0: So so uh Russ, same thing.
3: Well, How I'm d- not sophisticated like 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 you <laughs> 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 like well. We have all those things, but I'll just say our email address is best right now. Y-E-S-I-N-C-U-S-A at AOL.com. That's yes, inc Usa at AOL.com and you could reach me 917-232-6270 our technology is under development now no it's it's actually when we come out it's going to be like i could only come out once and then it's got to be spectacular i got to give people what they're accustomed to seeing and we know how we have to operate Uh, we have to operate
0: absolutely absolutely but i but well I, I like this though, Russell, or uh, whatnot. that, that yes, you, you, you say you say this, but everyone knows how to get in touch with you. <laughs> <laughs> everyone. So, okay. so Eric, do tell how to do, how do one get involved in your program. Just go to
4: gameovernyc.com and uh, it's actually run by uh, one of the young people met at fifteen years old. And she's now 25, and uh, she's been working with us for two, three years. Her name is Veronica Washington. So we actually took somebody at 15, and now they work full time uh, for us. So that's GameOverNYC.com, or you can go to on Instagram official GameOverNYC.
0: Beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> exactly. So uh, I don't know, Night Watchman, you play any uh, B-ball anymore, or what?
1: I had no skills, brother. None at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I,
1: I'm a spectator.
0: <laughs> you got, got, got you. Well well, then I will I will say then Night Watchman, uh then I guess you know what? You can uh close us out, take us home.
1: Oh, oh, thank you. That's so gracious of you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> just because you were a basketball god once a long time ago. <laughs> <gonna>
4: wait, <laughs> if, if, wait, Eric, just...
1: if Eric hadn't come on, I wouldn't even have known that. But so thank you for that, Eric. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> but, welcome. but listen, thank you all. First of all, you know, uh, shout out to all you gentlemen for the work that you've done. Um, the, 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 the grown folks who you impacted as kids and who are impacting people now. Uh, you know, you're still having ripples in the, in our community that you probably don't even know about, but we appreciate the work that you've put in over the years. Uh, so you've been listening to us on Soul Lounge Primetime. We're on WHCR 90.3 FM, The Voice of Harlem. Find us live streaming on YouTube and Facebook. You can always find us on Monday night. We're on the radio at 7 and we are online at 8 o'clock. And uh, I know we'll have these gentlemen back again at some some point in time, but meanwhile, support what they're doing
0: absolutely. And, and you know what? Once more, ladies and gentlemen, take a look at the legend Bob McCullough. There you go,
1: that's right.
0: Give it up, give it up. All right, uh, everybody, have a good one. All right, talk to you thank guys you, later. And thank, you.
2: You. thank you, thank you, yeah.
0: absolutely. All right.
2: All right. Absolutely.